Internal Revenue Service IRS Tax News. Businesses must report non-employee compensation and backup withholding. IRS Tax Tip 2021-88, June 21, 2021. By law, business taxpayers who pay or receive non-employee compensation of $600 or more must report these payments to the IRS. They do this using Form 1099-NEC Non-Employee Compensation. Let me give a quick recap here. Before we do, just note that the Form 1099, you might remember a 1099 miscellaneous. So now we have the 1099-NEC, which is the Non-Employee Compensation. But basically, this process has been somewhat similar for some time now. The idea being that the IRS is going to pressure the person who is paying so that uh, to report what they are paying to whoever they are paying, such as an employee, if it was an employee relationship or in a contractor relationship to the contractor. So if you hire a contractor, they're going to pressure you as the person who is paying, if you're the business paying, to issue the 1099 form. Why does the IRS do this? Why does this work? Because obviously the one that is paying is the one that has the tax benefit from writing off the deduction because it's a deduction which would be an expense. And the IRS comes in and says, oh, do you want that deduction of the employee compensation if it was an employee relationship or the contractor payments that you're paying? And it's like, yes, of course, it's a huge part of my business, huge tax deduction. Well, then we would like you to tell us who you paid so that we can go over there and make sure that they're paying their side of the tax on the income side. So they're going to pressure the person who is the payer to tell them who you're paying so that they can then go after the person who got paid on the income side and make sure that they're getting their portion of their income as the IRS from that side of things to make sure that they are reporting basically their revenue. Now, typically we see this done in an employer-employee relationship. That's the most obvious relationship where this happens, where the IRS says, if they are an employee, we not only want you to report to us how much they earned with the Form W-2, but we're going to require you to take from them the the federal income tax and the self-employment and I'm sorry, the federal income tax and other payroll taxes, Social Security, Medicare, and so on, and then actually pay it to us directly. So that's kind of a step further than a contractor type of relationship. So you might say, well, what if I just have a contractor relationship? Maybe I don't have to do all that kind of stuff. That's true, but they still, you still might have to issue the 1099, which is a lot less because you don't have that withholding unless there's certain conditions that take place where you still have to deal with the backup withholding. But in general, you don't have the withholding situation, but the IRS is still saying that we would like you to issue the 1099 form to us. Now, note that you do give, like when you're an employer, the W-2 to the employee and the 1099 to the contractor, but that's not really what the IRS is concerned with so much. They want the information to the government. You give it to the government so the government can make sure that they're double checking that that person has paid their taxes and that the government's getting their portion of it. Now note, that means that you got to issue the 1099 if it's over a certain threshold, which was $600, which is quite low. It has, it's been kind of stuck there for some time now. So that means that, it, so if you're hiring someone who is a contractor, quite likely, that you would have to then pay them given the fact that it's a pretty low threshold for the dollar threshold. Also note that this will apply to generally contractors who are not uh, incorporated. So if they're incorporated, the IRS is kind of thinking, okay, this is my interpretation that once the, the business gets large enough that they're incorporated, the IRS is saying, okay, these people are probably big enough that we've got them some other way. We can lock them in 
some other way and make sure that they're paying their taxes because they're getting bigger. They're not flying under the table. Whereas, you know, if they're a small sole proprietorship, the IRS might be kind of concerned maybe that they're they're not reporting their income and therefore maybe they want the, the 1099s for those. So in any case, that generally means that if you're the person paying and you have a contractor who's not incorporated general rule and they make over $600, you got to issue the 1099 so the government can double check that that contractor is paying their taxes on their side of things. Also note that when you hire somebody, you got to be really careful or think about whether or not they should be an employee or a contractor because the IRS tries to make it a hard and fast kind of line. They're trying to say, based on the nature of your relationship, you should be able to tell if they should be an employee or a contractor. That basics generally relying on how much control that individual has over basically their own their own workspace and their time frame and the tools they use and that all kinds of different tests. So just make sure that uh, you, you if you might be saying, hey, I'm just going to hire someone as a contractor because... I don't want to deal with the whole withholding thing, but make sure if that is the case that the IRS sees the nature of your relationship as a contractor one, so they don't come back in later and say, well, now you owe us backup payroll taxes or something like that, because we think that they should be an employee and so on. So just be careful of that as well. Okay, so here we go. Generally, uh, payers must file the form 1099 NEC by January 31st for 2021 tax returns there is no automatic 30-day extension to file form 1099 nec however an extension to file may be available under certain hardship conditions so you got to give it you got to get it out pretty quickly the irs doesn't have that same extension kind of thing and the thought process here is that in part the contractor shouldn't should want that information you got to give it to them as well so they want to make it a kind of hard fast date so that the contractor can use that information to prepare their tax returns even though they shouldn't be reliant on the 1099 from the recipient side but still could be useful so in any case non-employee compensation might may be subject to backup withholding if a payee has not provided a taxpayer identification number to the payer or the irs notifies the payee that the payee provided a tin that does not match their name in records the irs records so basically, you know, when you're hiring a contractor and you may want to get this worked out beforehand, if you know that you're going to have to issue them a 1099 because they're not a business, I mean, they're not incorporated, in other words, and they and you're going to probably pay them over the 600. So that basically is anyone who's not incorporated. I would make the general rule since the $600 threshold is fairly low. You want to make sure that uh, you have the information in case you need to 1099 them. And that would require to have some kind of number because the IRS sees all individuals and businesses as, of course, numbers. And uh, so if you, if you don't have the proper number, then you may, you may not be able to fill out the 1099 properly. And the IRS could come after you once again because they're going to pressure you to, to do it, to report this to the IRS or else saying you did it wrong, you owe us penalties and interest, or we're going to not allow you the deduction or something, right? They're, they're coming after you as the person they have leverage over because you're the payer that benefits from the deduction on the payer side of things. Now, the number that you would be getting oftentimes would be hopefully an employer identification number, an employee identification number, or employer and that usually that would kind of mean that you would think it would only be used if they had employees, but that's not necessarily the case. Even if they're a sole proprietorship, they may well have an employee identification number because that's the number that the IRS sees the business as, which is different than their, their individual number, even if they're a sole proprietorship. If they don't have that, 
they still may well be a sole proprietor business, but then they have to use their social security number or their TIN number, which is basically their personal number, which a lot of times they don't want to give out as much. And I don't really want to handle as much either if I'm, if I'm working with them as a contractor. So, so it might be more difficult to get that number from them. So just be aware uh, of that. So a TIN can be one of the following numbers. It could be a social security number. It could be an employer identification number. It could be an individual taxpayer identification. And it could be an adoption taxpayer identification. What is backup withholding? Backup withholding, there's a link to that here, can apply to most kinds of payments reported on Form 1099 and W-2G. The person or business paying the taxpayer doesn't generally withhold taxes from certain payments. However, there are situations when the payer is required to withhold a certain percent of tax to make sure the IRS receives the tax due on this income. So obviously, the main example here being if you don't have the TIN number or the employer identification number, because clearly from the IRS perspective, what are they trying to do here? They're trying to pressure you, the payer, to give the information to the IRS so the IRS can double check the person that got paid to make sure that they're picking up their income tax on that side. The IRS is going to want to get their money from the income side. So they got to make sure that they know that their income was reported so that they can make sure that they're getting their taxes. So obviously, if they don't, if you, they don't have the information and they can't basically double check that this person, you know, is reporting their taxes, then they're going to come back to you as the payer in a similar way as an employee situation in that situation and say, well, you know, we want you because we can't really identify this person and double check. We would like you to take the money out of the amount that you were going to pay them in a similar way with basically wages, take it from them and pay it to the government. Now, obviously, if you're working with a contractor, that will not be a popular thing to do generally, but you'd need to do it if they don't give you, say, like something like the social security number or whatnot, or the TI or the TIN number or the employer identification number, and possibly in some areas, other areas as well. So the payer requirement to withhold taxes from payments uh, not otherwise subject to withholding is known as the backup withholding. The current backup withholding tax rate is 24%. Now note that 24%, you got kind of a flat rate there, and you might be saying, hey, why why is it a flat rate? Because we have a progressive tax system, number one. And number two, when I do have employees, I know that I have to fill out a W-4 and the W-4 has this different gradient of how much you would be taken out of their pay and whatnot, depending on the outcome of the W-4 and whatnot. So what is this 24%? That seems way too simple. And, and because it's just a flat, straight rate. And it is way too simple. But the whole point here is that they're not an employee. We don't have the W-4. We don't even have their TIN number or their social security number or their employer identification number. So we don't know how much you know they could estimate that their taxes would be. And we don't want to go through the whole the trouble to do that. And the IRS is just picking a number that's high enough to cover what the IRS thinks you know they need to cover. So it's probably higher possibly than it, than it would need to be for many contractors, possibly maybe. But uh, so, and it's kind of meant to be that way, I think, for a couple of reasons. One, to make sure it covers what the IRS needs to cover. And two, to make it a painful thing to do, right? Because, because they want you to, to give the IRS their, the tax information, such as the ID number, instead of doing the 24% withholding. So anyways, there it is. So, so for more information, you got some links below, which is the instructions for forms 1099 miscellaneous and 1099 NEC. So if you have questions about that 1099 miscellaneous, which you may have been using at some point 
and when to use that versus the 1099 NEC. Check out that link. We have the general instruction for certain information returns. We got publication 15, employer's tax guide, the circular E. So there's links to that incredible reading material. And uh, there'll be a link to this in the description.